Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chan Podcast. Here is where you learn about meditation and Chan. So, what is Chan? Chan, spelled as C H A N, is the Chinese school of Mahayana Buddhism and is the originating tradition of Japanese Zen. We encourage you to learn and practice meditation with a group. If you like to, feel free to visit our website, LondonChanMeditation.org. Good evening. Last week, I reached out to a man living on the east coast. He suffered from depression for a good number of years.、Uh, that's quite a while ago. In this pandemic,、uh, pandemic crisis, he lives alone, so he feel. Quite lonely, so I call him and had a chat with him. And just the next couple of days, I read、uh, two articles: one from Time Magazine about loneliness. So I decided to talk about loneliness tonight. Um, I want to know how Western psychology defined, interpret、uh, loneliness. It's quite interesting.、Uh, the information knowledge gathered from、uh, psychology today, Canadian Mental Health Associations, and also Wikipedia. They define loneliness as an unpleasant emotional response to perceived isolation. It often associates with an unwanted lack of connection and intimacy. Loneliness overlaps, and yet. Is distinct from solitude. In other words, loneliness is not the same as alone, being alone, or in solitude. Not everyone who experiences solitude feels lonely, and some people who are surrounded. By others throughout the date, or perhaps in a long-lasting marriage, may experience a deep,、uh, pervasive loneliness. Loneliness is actually a very subjective emotion. One who feels lonely is lonely. The cause of loneliness varied.、Uh, they include social, emotional,、uh, even、uh, environmental factors, and many life experiences, events may cause it. 
such as a lack of parental care and love during infancy, a lack of friendship uh, during childhood and adolescence, or after a divorce, passing a partner or close companion, even pets, you know, your beloved dogs, cats, or when children moving out, or after the retirement. And people, they have um, chronic depression also experience loneliness. But not until the turn of the 20th century, Western psychology start to really look into loneliness. It was in 1973 that Robert Weiss published his book, Loneliness, and start to brought the attention to scientists to the topic, to this topic of loneliness. A few years later in 1978, UCLA created the loneliness, loneliness scale. As a matter of fact, people are still using that and talking about that, the loneliness skills. They give you a lot of questions like a survey and defines how lonely you are. So after the creation of the loneliness scale and the more and more scientific uh, interest uh, in this topic was uh, increased and broadened. To summarize so far uh, their conclusions or uh, more like a, uh, overall opinions, loneliness is an emotional response, how one perceives and experiences isolation. And they seems to think the root of the problems of loneliness almost by the uh, majority of the researchers, anything, any articles that I have read so far, pointed to the root of the problem is a lack of social connections and intimate relationships. Meaning the relationship, one's relationship with others. How much, how deep? Do you agree? <laughs> okay. But if, that, if their conclusion is true, does it mean if one has good social uh, connections and intimate personal relationships, one will not feel lonely, right? So what is Buddhist perspectives and views on loneliness? Okay, first, being alone, solitary, it's not, doesn't mean one is lonely. You can be alone in solitude, like you would do in solitary retreat, but not feel lonely. So being alone, and loneliness are two separate uh, things. 
We all are born into this world alone. And we will die alone. If we look back of our life, there are many important events and experiences in our life. We face it alone and perhaps also deal with it alone because no one else can take it for us or replace us. Our karma is also uniquely our own, alone. In truth, we are alone. This is not something we can deny or run away from. So how does long feeling of loneliness develop? How does sense of separateness or disconnection comes into being? Uh, when we were born into this world, we rely on other people to take care of us, uh, mostly our parents. When we did not receive the care we need. For example, when we are crying and we are hungry for food, we keep on crying, but then get fed. Or sometimes get some food, sometimes not. We develop a sense of being left out, neglected, or alienated. When we grew older, we start to establish this notion of me, other, here, there. There's a toy that my friend is playing with, and I like to play that too, but I can't because he's playing it, and I'm not. The toy is out there, not here. He's the one that, that is playing with the toy, not me. So here, you see the notion of me and he, here and there. This Apple pie, my favorite. If I'm going to eat it, the very last piece, no one else can have it. But if someone else eat it, I can have it. So there are so many, so many real experiences in our life that we direct, directly experience through our eyes, nose, tongue, ear, body. And these corporate, corporate experiences reified our perception of the world 
world of duality. All these experiences are so real. It's a corporate experience. So reify the notion. Yes, there's a distinction. I and other, here and there, giver and taker. Now, when we become an adult, went to college and then get our jobs and, and, and then earn a livelihood. So I want, to, I want to win the first grand prize or I want to get a job promotion. I have to be others. So others become your competitors. You are in a position to them. A position arises when self-interest involves. Here comes the conflict, a position, disharmony. More obvious, duality. This is how most people experience, perceive their world, a world of duality, there is subject and object, giver, taker, here and there. I and others are separate individuals and disassociate. This is not only our attitude, perception toward human beings, other peoples, this is also how we perceive our environment, the nature, the trees, the forest, the mountain, the rivers. Same, separate from us, disconnected with us. If we do not have a good relationship, harmonious, caring relationship, or have a good connection with other people or environment, very likely, inevitably, will experience loneliness. Feeling that we're disconnected, not being cared for, not accepted, not heard, not seen, and not understood. So what is Buddhism's view and take on this? How can Buddhist practice help to deal with this feeling of loneliness? Is there a way? Is being alone or in solitude a bad thing? Loneliness is indeed a feeling of being separated and disconnected from others. It is also a revelation of how we perceive others. When one feels accepted, 
being understood, being cared for, and this feeling of separateness and loneliness will naturally dissolve. We all wanted to be accepted, understood, and cared for by others. But have we treated others the way we wanted to be treated? Have we? It was China approach to deal with this. Chan practice is the cultivation of the mind. The mind of most people usually are scattered. discursive, lack of power. When your mind is scattered, you can hardly accomplish anything. And trying practice is to train the mind, cultivate the mind from a state of a scatteredness, discursiveness to First, a state of concentration, a concentrated mind, where the mind gains power. The mind has to be concentrated to be able to generate power. Then from concentrated mind, continue to move on to a unified mind. When reaching the stage of unification, uh, you are experienced that you, others, the environments, the plants, the trees, the butterflies, the dog, the cats, the mountain, the rivers are all unified as one, not separated, not disconnected. And in that state of unification, there is no differentiation of inner, outer, here and there, better or worse. All are inseparable in one totality. Having this experience, your views and perceptions of others start to change. You will have more understanding of others. Your acceptance of people, of other people, increases. Your intolerance of certain people lessens. And you feel your world becomes bigger.
expand. And this is doable. This is achievable. And the good news is, you don't need to be enlightened to see the change. You started to witnessing and experience the change when you had this experience of unified mind. It can happen to you if you persist in practicing diligently and in a correct way. So this is how we are related to other people and the environment. That's the Buddhist perspective. But comes back to that question. If one has good social connection and intimate relationship, will one be able to escape free from the feeling of loneliness? Will one still feel lonely? There's another kind of loneliness. Comes from deep down one's own mind. This loneliness comes from a deep down, a sense of lacking, which may not have anything to do with other people or outside world. It is the root of loneliness. And loneliness is a form of vexations. Exists in every one of us. And this is about the relationship with ourselves. How much how much do you understand yourself? How much have you accepted yourself? Accept who you are and why you are. The so-called I that we know is not really who we are. You thought you know. But you're not. The I is what you project, what you think you are with your brain. And go through that very complicated mental construct. It is what you want others to see, this I. In our life, we all have these experiences in certain situations, 
circumstances. Uh, we have to play certain roles involuntarily, sometimes uh, being forced to, or act in a certain way, or do something we don't really want to do, but, can, but couldn't help stopping it. Suppressing our true feelings or to do certain things or act in a certain ways to please others, to get what I want, or maybe a survival mechanism. Or try to fit into an image approved by others or the society, or to fulfill a duty. There's so many shields and armors that we have put on, so much and so heavy that we didn't recognize ourselves at all. And that's how we become who we are now and why we are. Not only uh, we don't really know ourselves, recognize ourselves. We may dislike ourselves, or perhaps to a certain degree, um, resenting ourselves or despising ourselves. So we may not feel at ease when we are alone, or at ease at what we are doing. The truth is, we don't really have a genuine, harmonious, honest relationship with ourselves. And moreover, our body and mind are separate and disconnected most of the time. The mind is somewhere else, doesn't know how the body feels, what the body is doing. And this heart, this harmony, this disconnection creates a gap and a dissociation to the inner self. So we can't stand alone, stand being alone. So when we are alone by ourselves, we have to turn on TV, play music and, you know, start find something, you know, open the refrigerator and eat something and get on phone and text friends. Got to do something. If you cannot be alone with yourself at ease, feeling content with yourself, you will not be able to run away from this loneliness that's deeply ingrained in you. No peace in you. And chime practice is a journey of self-discovery. by knowing oneself, 
affirming oneself, exactly seeing yourself, what your strengths, what your weaknesses are, and growing oneself, maturing oneself. And finally, dissolving oneself or shattering, smashing oneself. Uh, if you are using sign illumination, and you will be dissolving oneself. If Huato is your method, yeah, smash the self. <laughs> when successfully reaching the final stage, you will experience awakening and experience of seeing your true self-nature, a glimpse of seeing your true face. But actually, this is not the end. It is actually the beginning of real practice. The truth is, the path to Buddhahood is lonely and solitary. Yet once you reach Buddhahood, you are never alone again. Because sentient beings throughout time and space will seek your help and blessings. It comes naturally. You don't have to do anything. Before that, we need to practice. Use the method to cultivate the mind so our mind will be settled, calmly on the method and also live in the present moment. Practicing this way this is how a true practitioner should live their life be. And practicing this way, then loneliness will have little chance to sneak in. And in the end, I have a line, uh, quote to share with you a very fine line from the verse of Song of Enlightenment by Chan Master Yongjia Xuanjue. Uh, he lives a short life, only 48 years old, uh, but he's a great Chan Master uh, in Tang Dynasty. And he's the, he received the Dharma transmission uh, from the sixth patriarch, uh, great Chan master Huinan. He's his disciple. In his Song of Enlightenment, there's this sentence. Always acting alone, walking alone. Together, 
the enlightened travel the nirvana road, always acting alone, walking alone. Together, the enlightened travel the nirvana road. Also, I'd like to share with you Shifu's commentary on this sentence. And if you're interested, uh, it's in the Shifu's book, Master Shenyan's um, the the sword of enlightenment. Uh, I'm sorry, the sword of wisdom. Sound of enlightenment. And Shifu said, each practitioner must walk his path alone. But although a practitioner is alone, he's not lonely. He does not need comp he does not need company. His companion is the Dharma and his life is the practice. To enter the realm of no birth and no death, you must have this kind of attitude. So being alone is not bad at all. It's what practitioners should cherish and should work on, make use of that. So to conclude, to summarize the talk, Western psychology, they perceive that loneliness is an issue, more like a social uh, connection with other people. It's how you uh, establish a good relationship with others, perhaps intimate. And Buddhist view, first, we are born into this world alone. We will die alone. The fact of being alone is the truth that nobody can run away from. But through time practice, working on the method, we start to change. Our perception change. Our mental construct change. And we see it, uh, our relationship with others, with the environment and nature, entirely different perspectives. We, we see, we experience that we're connected. We are all interconnected. This is through personal experience, direct experience, not intellectually. And ever since you had that experience, you start to, uh, your, your perceptions of others start to change, transformed. So that changed your relationships with other people. It comes very naturally and with the nature, with the environment. But deep down, the root of loneliness ingrained in every one of us, that's the lacking. Not, on, not knowing who we are, not really accept who we are, why we are, and not being able to see our true self. 
the only way to really solve this issue of loneliness is to engage in the practice. And loneliness actually becomes a very important factor in our practice. And every practitioner has to and need to walk this path alone. So if you're interested, maybe in the future, uh, another talk, uh, I can talk about uh, how every each of us practitioner to make use this solitude, this aloneness, not loneliness, turn that into a nutrients, a nutrition for our practice to make use of that. Okay. So tonight my talk will end here.